Blessings of the Triple Gem, Teruan Saranai. Welcome and heartfelt good wishes to everyone who is joining this live stream. Today I'll be doing a guided meditation on cultivating loving-kindness or metta in Pali and we'll follow the Buddha's instructions in the Karaniya Metta Sutta, activating the insight pathway. Let's begin by paying homage to the Triple Gem, homage to the Buddha, homage to the Dhamma, and homage to the Noble Sangha. Before we begin the guided meditation, it's good to remind ourselves that the Buddha's teaching on metta goes beyond the mundane practices of metta that existed at the time of the Buddha. What is taught in the Karaniya Metta Sutta is a supramundane pathway. It's rooted in non-greed, non-hatred and non-delusion. And this is what leads to the realization of the path and fruit of non-return. So when we do this meditation, we're activating and developing the Noble Eightfold Path and also the Bhujangas, the factors of enlightenment. By abandoning the 10 unskilled states by body, speech and mind, and developing the 10 skilled states by body, speech and mind, we are qualified to cultivate boundless or immeasurable metta. If we understand that this existence is unlasting, subject to change and suffering, then we also understand that it is not worth taking as me and mine. So as you practice this meditation, we develop more wisdom and particularly around this Dhamma. And that's how our metta practice becomes more powerful. So with that in mind, let's begin our meditation. Make sure you're sitting comfortably and the body is relaxed and you can gently close your eyes if you wish. Let's start with having a wholesome intention to purify our physical, verbal and mental actions in order to cultivate metta. We understand that if we have any unskilled states, it will obstruct boundless metta. So our intention is to cultivate this metta and to also sharpen our spiritual faculties. Now we check, are we upright? This is Uju. We need to check our physical and verbal actions. So with our physical actions we ask, have we killed any living beings? Have we taken what has not been given? Have we had any sexual misconduct? If there are any recent instances that come to mind, now or in the past, recognize them as obstructing metta. We need to give up these physical actions in order to be qualified to cultivate metta. Take a few moments to check, 
our physical actions. We want to be upright to cultivate metta. Now we check our verbal actions. We ask, have we had any false speech or lying? Have we had any harsh speech? Have we had any divisive speech? Have we had any empty speech or frivolous talks? We know these are rooted in greed, hatred and delusion. So take another few moments to check are there any recent instances or something from the past that comes to mind? We need to give up these unwholesome verbal actions to qualify for metta. If we have purified for these unskilled physical and verbal actions, we fulfill being upright. Now to be thoroughly upright, which is suju in Pali, we need to make sure we have this strong determination for this meditation to ensure we refrain from any of these unwholesome physical and verbal actions to cultivate metta. So let's make that strong determination now. 
We want to refrain from killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, refrain from lying, harsh speech, refrain from divisive speech, refrain from empty speech. We are now thoroughly upright. So next we need to see, are we easy to instruct? Are we suvacha? To do this, we have to check if we have derogation. So this is makkha. Have we belittled others, removed their good qualities? Have, is there envy? Are we jealous of others? He has or she has, I don't. He or she can, I can't. Or has there been disparaging or divisiveness? Have we divided or excluded based on our preferences? Or is there stinginess, not sharing, protective of our gains? Take a few moments to check if there are any recent instances or something that comes to the mind. Recognize that these mental stains, derogation, envy, disparaging, stinginess, we need to give them up in order to cultivate metta. If we have purified for these unskilled mental actions, we fulfill being easy to instruct. Next, we need to check, are we gentle, mudu? We understand how this is linked to courteousness, apagabo. If we are rude or harsh, this blocks metta, so we need to check. Are we physically rude or harsh? Are there examples like pushing or shoving or using rude signs? Slamming doors, making faces, tailgating on the road. 
Are we verbally impolite? Have we shouted, screamed, used rude language or harsh words, made rude sounds? Recognize that these things are rough, harsh. They obstruct metta. How can you have metta with these actions? Take another few moments to check and acknowledge and abandon them to cultivate metta. We now fulfill being gentle. Next we check if we are humble or not arrogant, anathimani. We can't be arrogant and cultivate metta. Arrogance blocks metta. So we check, are we arrogant about our appearance, our health, our youth, our professional skill? Are we arrogant about our job, our wealth, assets, the family we are born to, our achievements? And have we become intoxicated thinking, it's better to live like this, I can do whatever I like? Take a few moments to think about this, contemplate it. If we are arrogant, we don't see the danger in looking at forms with our eyes, sounds with our ears, odours with our nose, flavours with our tongue, and sensations with our body. We think these are within our control or authority. Now consider the death-bound nature of these things. The Buddha teaches all conditions are impermanent, subject to change and suffering. This includes our appearance, health, youth, our skill, our jobs, our assets, our families, all our achievements. Out of ignorance we gravitate towards what is death-bound in nature. And what can we expect? It's always the same. It all ends ultimately in dukkha, suffering.
So to be humble, not arrogant, we need to remember if there's birth as the condition, then there is aging, sickness and death. All living beings are our brothers and sisters in this dire predicament. We are all in the same boat. What is there to be arrogant about? Take a few moments to connect with this Dhamma, to be humble, not arrogant. If we are humble and not arrogant, then we need to be controlled in the sense faculties, Santindrio. Here we recognize we want to keep our sense faculties calm. We understand the danger in sensual pleasures. We see the benefit of sense restraint. We constructed this body through non-restraint by not controlling the sense faculties. We took delight in sensory experiences, sensual pleasures, not understanding the death-bound nature of all these conditioned things. Not understanding Dukkha. Now when we see the danger, we don't want to pollute our mind through our eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and of course the mind. We don't want to make any deposits of birth miles for future arising in the world. We don't want to replicate this same predicament. So we make effort to be controlled in the sense faculties, seeing this truth, we value it. Take a few moments to contemplate the importance of being controlled in the sense faculties.
If we are controlled in the sense faculties, then we can be prudent, nipical. We can make wiser choices so we don't make the same mistakes again. We understand this dire predicament. If we fulfill being prudent, we can now check that we are mentally courteous, apagabal, not yearning to associate with families. Here we check that we haven't fallen for any wrong views about families or groups, taking them as me and mine or itself. If we yearn to associate with any particular families or groups, this obstructs metta to all living beings. We need to ask ourselves, do we raise ourselves and yearn to be with royalty or to be born into elite families or groups? Do we raise ourselves and yearn to be born as devas or brahmas? Do we yearn to be of a particular race, religion, gender, some kind of group, profession? We ask, do we yearn to be with our existing family again or some other group? Take a few moments to check. If there is any kind of yearning for families or groups, remember the result can only be death or deadly suffering. So if we remove any preferences towards families or groups, we establish the right view. With this, we lean towards the ending of karma. We refrain from taking anything as me and mine, and we're qualified to cultivate metta. We wish all living beings, all our brothers and sisters, in gladness and safety, may all beings be happy. We are wishing the supreme happiness, the supreme safety of Nibbana. Metta to all living beings that are weak, Metta to all living beings that are born strong. Metta to all living beings that are born long. Metta to all living beings that are born large. Metta 
metta to all living beings that are born middle-sized. Metta to all living beings that are born short. Metta to all living beings that are born small. Metta to all living beings that are born great. Metta to all those seen and unseen. Metta to all beings residing far or near. Metta to all those already in existence. Metta to all those still seeking to exist. We keep wishing in gladness and safety. May all beings be happy. We now check if we still perceive anger or ill will, biyarosana patigasanya. With anger we ask, do we still have any anger or hostility towards anyone? Are we still holding any grudges? If anything comes to mind, we remember they are brother or sister in birth, old age, sickness and death. They face the same predicament. So what is there to be angry about? Take a few moments to check and reflect on the truth. If thoughts of ill will still arise, we bring to mind the Buddha's advice. 
Any thoughts of ill will lead to my own affliction, lead to others' affliction, and to the affliction of both. These thoughts obstruct wisdom. They create difficulties and lead us away from Nibbana. So we want to abandon them. Take a few moments to check if there's ill will and apply this medicine from the Buddha. When we cultivate metta in this way, we don't wish anyone to suffer. We don't wish to obstruct wisdom or to be led away from Nibbana. If we have purified any remaining anger or ill will, then we cultivate metta like a mother to her child, her only child, with purified physical, verbal and some of the mental actions. May all beings be happy, may all beings be well. We can cultivate an intention of immeasurable method to the entire world with no obstructions, with no hatred with no hostility. Immeasurable metta to the higher realms of existence, all the devas, brahmas, those in the pure abodes. Immeasurable metta to the lower realms of existence, the hells, the animal realm, the hungry ghost realm, the asuras. Immeasurable metta across the human realm, all living beings. May all beings be happy and well. May all beings be safe. We now check our virtue by giving up unskilled physical, verbal and mental actions. To this point, we have developed nine skilled states. 
So we refrain from killing living beings. We refrain from taking what is not given. We are free of sexual misconduct, free of false speech, harsh speech, divisive speech, frivolous talk. We have the right view and we have non-ill will. We can be happy about this. Now we understand there's one last thing we have to give up. We have to give up the greed for sensual pleasures or covetousness, the abhijja. The insight we have gained in this meditation is seeing the danger of sensual pleasures, not wanting to birth another eye, ear, nose, tongue, body and mind. Even if we want an eye, you can't have an eye without the rest of the body. So we don't want to fall for worldly things that are death-bound in nature. That's our insight. We don't want to ignorantly crave any conditioned thing that will keep us bound to samsara. With this truth, we want to realize the ending of all suffering. With this insight, we make a strong determination not to take delight, nabinandati, not to welcome or express, nabiwadati, and not to remain holding, najosayatitati. We make a very strong determination not to conceive in a mother's womb. With this, we fulfill non-covetousness, anavita. Now with 10 skilled states, we can cultivate immeasurable method to all living beings. We wish, in gladness and safety, may all beings be happy. Keep cultivating method to all living beings. In gladness and safety, may all beings be happy. We wish all our brothers and sisters in birth, old age, suffering, 
in birth, old age, sickness and death. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe. Allow the mind to gladden. If you wish, you can bring to mind all the noble ones in the pure abodes who are skilled at cultivating immeasurable metta. If the mind becomes very concentrated, allow it to unify. Let the mind become peaceful and still.
we can come out of our meditation now. So we've come to the end of our guided meditation live stream. Let's express our gratitude to the Buddha for this powerful teaching. Let's also express our gratitude to our other teachers, our parents, and all our good friends, our Kalyanamittas, who encourage us on the Noble Eightfold Path. If you would like to dedicate the merit from joining this session to any departed relatives, you can do so now. We can now share the merits of our wholesome time together with all sentient beings. May all beings be happy and well. May all beings be free from suffering. Blessings of the Triple Gem to all of you. May you continue to grow in the Buddhist teaching and grow in wholesome qualities and realize the truth. Blessings of the Triple Gem. Darwan Saranai.